Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 or so minutes long each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's crucial for us to have strong faith and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can. Help people you know and others you may not know who are struggling in their faith or struggling in their dedication to God. Help them to focus on their, on their, their, their soul's salvation by sharing these studies through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and come to God in greater dedication and faithfulness and obedience. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can each one of these lessons. We're going to get back into our study and our, mind, our line of thinking, talking about the way to heaven and asking specifically, do all roads lead to heaven? Well, we talked about how there are a whole lot of people who they think that, well, just pretty much any way you want to go, you're going to get to heaven. Whether you believe in Jesus as God's son, his Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior or not, uh, yeah, it's okay. You're, you're still going to get to heaven if you believe in God. Uh, whether you are worshiping according to what the scriptures teach, whether you're teaching a plan of salvation that is laid out for us in the scriptures or not, uh, you're still going to be okay. There are a whole lot of folks out there who do not believe in Jesus at all as God's son and our Lord and Savior, but they believe in God in some form, some shape or fashion, you know, but not necessarily the God that is revealed to us in the scriptures. But there are people who say, well, all religions are essentially alike. Different roads to the same heaven. Really? We've talked about the fallacy of that particular line of reasoning in that we understand in our physical lives, direction matters as to where we want to get to. If we're looking at a destination, we know we have to take a road or a route that will get us directly to that destination. And if we go in a different direction, we ain't going to get there. I hope you understand the purposeful use of bad grammar there, but it's for the sake of emphasis. We know that if we're going to travel to some place north of us, we've got to take a route that goes north to that particular place. We've got to take the right direction. And when it comes to our lives, and particularly our spiritual lives, we've got to take the right direction that will lead us to heaven. We've emphasized where Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, that straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to life, heaven, and few there be that find it. But broad is the gate and wide is the way that leads to destruction, condemnation and hell. And many there be who go down there that particular road. Well, Jesus said, it makes a difference which direction we're going one pathway through life, and there are only two choices to make. One pathway, and one pathway alone leads to heaven. The other pathway leads to condemnation and hell. And he said most people are going in that direction. But there are a whole lot of people 
<clears throat> going in that direction who think they are right with God and right with Christ. In fact, when you drop down in that seventh chapter of Matthew to verses 21 through 23, Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Do you see the guideline? Do you see the criteria? Do you see the condition that is laid out for us by the Lord himself as to getting to heaven? They're going to be people who call Jesus Lord. They believe in him. In fact, he goes on and he, he talks about how Many of them are going to say to him in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and done and cast out demons in your name and done many wonders or mighty works in your name? Oh, they, they believe they were doing things that would be consistent with their belief in and following Jesus. But the next verse, verse 23, he says, and then I will say to them, depart from me. I never knew you. You're evildoers or workers of lawlessness. Whoa. They believed in Jesus. They called him Lord, Lord. They did what they thought were many good works in his name. But he said, uh, now go back to verse 21. Only those who follow me according to the will of my Father. In other words, follow me God's way are the ones who will be in heaven. Remember that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, upon this rock, I will build my church, not a church, not some church. He said, I will build my church. So if I'm going to be a part of a church that calls itself Christian, I need to make sure it is consistent with his church, the church that Jesus established on this earth. I can't make it up on my own. I can't decide what I want to believe, how I want to follow Jesus, and whatever feels good to me. I've got to make sure that I follow him according to his teachings. When we, and that has to conform then to the church that he established upon this earth. In John chapter 17 and verse 21, Jesus is praying. It's the night of his betrayal. The next day, he's going to be on the cross. In verse 21, he is praying for all of those who would become Christians, his followers. He said that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Now, do you think there's any difference of opinion between God the Father and God the Son? Do you think they have different ideas, different beliefs? Do you think they have arguments between themselves as to what truth is and what untruth is? Absolutely not. They are totally, completely united in belief and teaching and in purpose. And that is the total, the degree of unity that Jesus prayed for on that night for all of his followers for all time until he comes again, that they all may be one. And by what standard being one or united? You know, a lot of people out there, they say, yeah, let's just, let's just agree, agree to disagree agreeably. That's not unity. Jesus said that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, 
that they may be one in us, total unity, that the world may believe that you sent me. The world needs to come out of religious confusion. They need to see that degree of unity among us who are true followers of Christ, true Christians, according to the book. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, the Apostle Paul wrote this about the unity of doctrine. He said there is one body. Now, he's already identified what that body is back in chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. It's the church, the church that Jesus said he would establish on this earth. Going back to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, there is one body, Paul said, and it's not a whole conglomeration of denominations that believe and teach and practice different and opposing and contradictory things doctrinally to one another. He says there is one body and one spirit, just as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith. In other words, one set of doctrinal standards upon which our faith is built and grows. Faith in Jesus and in everything that he taught. One faith, one baptism. So it can't be whatever some denomination decides they want to use or practice as baptism, sprinkling, pouring, immersion. The word means immerse, and that's all that it means. One baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Now again, one Lord. So that leaves out Muhammad, right? That leaves out Buddha, right? That leaves out all kinds of different supposed saviors that mankind has come up with through the centuries. One Lord, one God. God's omniscient mind planned the perfect church for humanity. The perfect church. Now, it's a perfect church for imperfect people. But it is through God's will and his design and plan that the church is supposed to spread God's message of salvation through Jesus Christ to all of humanity throughout the world in every generation. In Ephesians chapter 3, beginning with verse 8, Paul the apostle wrote, To me who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Now the Gentiles would have been all of humanity except for the Jews. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now, now, in the age in which we're living, in other words, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, the identity of the church is important because God's plan is that through the church that Jesus established on this earth, his church, 
not denominationalism. Denominationalism has brought division. Jesus said he would build his church, and he wanted that church to be perfectly, totally, completely united in belief and teaching and practice. And God's plan was and is for that church to spread the gospel message of salvation through Jesus Christ all over the world in every generation until the Lord comes again for that final day of judgment. All roads lead to heaven? No. doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And it is also contrary to the clear teachings of God's word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for making it the way for us to be able to have eternal life with you in heaven. Help us to see the clarity of that way to be there with you and help us to submit our will to your will and take that way, the only way to heaven, through your word, through your teachings, through the gospel of Christ, through Christianity. Help the world see this truth, Father, we pray, and help us to be shining examples of this truth. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We thank you for all your blessings, food, clothing, shelter, and all. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.